Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. Today, guys, this will be uh, part two in our series of um, properties that will be more abundant and deals you can start putting together that will be more abundant here in the near future uh, with the corona recession. Um, so this is a I that phrase now that, that's your <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> the Corona recession. So um, we wanted to do this series because uh, these are going to be properties and deals that you're going to start seeing a lot more of, or there's going to be more opportunity for these deals um, here in the near future. And so I think it's a, I think it's a, it's relevant, right? And it's, it's a great uh, series to go through right now. So when you see one of those deals uh, out there, you know exactly what to do. Um, so on our last episode, we talked about uh, defaults, defaults that are going to be coming up right now. There's a forbearance going on, um, but defaults, uh, you know, they're going to start coming up a lot more, especially, you know, as if, you know, if you do, if you're a homeowner, you do a forbearance. Um, and they tack that onto the end of the principal balance, your payment's still going to go up. Um, or those who are just forbearing it for six months, and then all of a sudden your payments and interest come due. Um, I can tell you one thing, you're always incurring interest. Uh, they, the banks will not give you a, an interest holiday. Um, and so that payment and that money is going to come due at some point. And when it does, there's going to be a lot of people that can't pay it. That, and there's going to be a lot of defaults that come onto the market. Um, before we get into this one, uh, real quick, guys, we are looking for somebody that can help us with our social media. Um, we need someone that can help uh, help us, you know, blast this out on blast our podcast out on social media. Um, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We don't do enough of that we need an instagram account we are behind the times yeah yeah we are and uh i'm not the best at it and uh, neither is jeff and you know really it's it's time consuming um so we're looking for someone that has some experience that maybe does you know social media marketing for someone or has in the past uh, but we'd prefer someone with some experience so they're not just trying to learn it as they go like we are <laughs> but uh looking for someone like that and if you're that person or you're interested in doing it um jeff has offered to just bring you into his apprenticeship program uh, as value exchange and uh, do some consulting with you um, in that regard. So you guys can reach us on our hotline, 877-409-8090, um, if you're interested in doing that. And then also, uh, if you're interested in getting our step-by-step -step video on creating offers and, um, you know, an exit strategy on a single family home, just text CFP to that number or create a financing to our hotline number. And then if you're interested in joining Jeff's apprenticeship program, um, 
call us on our hotline as well and mention that you're interested in that. Other than that, you guys can find us on, you can find all of our episodes on the creativefinancing.com or the creativefinancingpodcast.com, excuse me. And then we're on Facebook at the Creative Financing Podcast and uh, YouTube. We're going to start adding a lot more videos to that, I promise. And I know some of you are like, yeah, you haven't really been doing that, but it's coming. So uh, especially this year. Um, yeah, without further ado, Jeff, take it away. So we, we talked last episode about um, properties that, have, that are in default. Today, we're going to talk about properties that have little equity. And what I think you're going to start to see is that there are a lot of people that did FHA loans in the last one, two, three years where they put three and a half percent down. Yep. VA loans where they may have put down zero. And yep. so if the market either stabilizes or starts, you know, even it's not even a downturn. Well, I shouldn't say it is a downturn, but it's not a crash or anything. It just comes down a little bit, you know, three, four, five percent even that a lot of these people are going to have very little equity to work with. Um, maybe, maybe not even enough equity to go list with an agent and be able to pay the 6% commission, uh, have a little flexibility on the price and pay their closing costs. And these will become really good kinds of either rentals or wholesale deals to owner occupants because we already have talked about, hey, how some of the lending has tightened. And you know, this would be a great way for us to help homeowners um, solve their problems because you will be in the 1% or less that truly know how to do stuff based on their situation. Um, you will have zero or little to no competition with these deals because you're dealing with people that don't have much equity. And, uh, but I want to show you how you can make some money doing this. Okay. Yep. So you got, an, you got an example. I do have an example. So let's say the ARV is 320,000. Um, let's say that they owe 300, 305. Okay. So they've got $20,000 in equity. If they went and listed this property right away, you know, basically all of their equity would go to real estate commissions. Yeah. Um, you know, if they had to come down on price, even two, three, four, five grand, that most likely is going to have to come from the seller's pocket now and right. uh, closing costs on top of that, any concessions on top of that. Uh, so these are things that, Hey, maybe this person just bought this property a year, year and a half ago and you know put down three and a half percent and now they don't have much equity or it's a va loan and you know they put down none and they have very little equity yeah so one of the crucial things that we're going to be looking for with these types of properties is not really about what is owed that two things that we're looking for the condition of the property so you know if the property needs a bunch of work it's probably going to disqualify itself um some work we might be able to get by if it's dated but very livable um you know very good condition but dated we can get by with um but you know if it needed a new roof or it needed um 
some of the higher end type repairs, it may not lend itself to this particular type of, of deal structuring. Um, the second thing that we want to be clear about is the payment. Okay? Payment's super important in this case. Um, and th this is how I like to just figure stuff out really quickly is that um, if I have an ARV of 320, they owe 305, I might just figure out, hey, what's 305 at you know, 4% interest amortized over 30 years, four and a half, you know, somewhere in that range. Doesn't have to be super low, but it's got to be in that range, right? If if this payment was twenty two hundred dollars a month, um, that would be on the very high side, right? Um, uh -huh. We've got to make sure that we're going to add in taxes and insurance to this payment because that's going to be the goal. Um, who do you think is going to be the end buyer in this type of property? Oh, owner think? occupant. Absolutely. Yep. So we're going to deal with owner occupants. This is not something that we're going to go find another investor, although you never know. But um, if the payment were good and it would be a potential rental, maybe. But yeah. uh, most likely you're going to look for another buyer. So what if we did this? If I could show the seller that they're getting no money by listing, um, what do you think we should pay? Very little money. A um, couple grand. Or, or maybe grand. none, right? Um, yeah, yep. maybe none. Yeah, but it's one of the things that, that subject to and owner financing lends itself to is debt relief, right? Yeah. So there are going to be people that need two things out of their properties. Some money and debt relief. And right. most likely, the debt relief is going to be more than the money. We'll see that. Yeah. We'll see if that's the case. But in this case, I, I can really show them, hey, if, if we really think the property is worth 320 you have no equity, right? I mean, uh, if you go list, uh, you, you're going to be lucky to not come out of pocket. And uh, yeah. so... If I just say, hey, I'm willing to give you $1,500, two grand to help you move somewhere and, um, and I'll take over your debt and I will take it over for you know, five years, 10 years, whatever. Um, now, I, I, I either have something that I could hold as more of a long-term rental or something that I could offer as a lease option or something that I could, I, I've now, I've taken over this debt and now I could resell it on terms, right? So yep. I could now become a note holder or the bank. Right. Okay. So th th this property that has little equity actually could be a pretty good money maker for us. And, yeah. um, or I could even just wholesale it and I'll just arbitrage the down payment and I will get paid through that. So let's run through a couple of scenarios just so people get an understanding. Okay. okay. So Jonathan, this is your property and um, you know, I find you somehow, some way and I'm like, Jonathan, um, you know, uh, you, you want to sell this property, but you've got no equity. 
um, you know, would you be open to selling the property for what you owe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Your payment, let's say, is $1,613 a month, um, P-I-T-I. Uh -huh. um, I'm like, look, Jonathan, this is what I can do. I'll take over your debt. Um, I'll make those payments. And, um, you know, the, prop, the, the loan will stay in your name. And um, yep, within the next 10 years, uh, I'll get that cashed out. It may be sooner. It may be longer. I, I don't really know. Um, uh, within the next 12 months, if you then wanted to go buy a property, I think that you will have no problem qualifying for one. For the next 12 months, you may have a problem. Is that something that you're looking at doing? Nope, not at this time. Okay. Um, and, and you understand that we're going to leave this property in your name. Um, and if for whatever reason, I don't make payments on that, it could affect your credit and your property. Yeah, I guess I understand that. Okay. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to make sure that they're current and they're made on time, but I, I got to make you aware of all the potential issues here. Okay. Okay. All right. So um i'll i will pay your closing costs so you won't have any money out of pocket on this deal and um nope when would you like to get this done as soon as possible okay so why not we've got to pull title that'll probably take two days um why don't we schedule it for you know next friday and um I'll have my title company call you. You don't even need to necessarily come in, but if you'd like to, you certainly can. And we'll get this wrapped up, okay? Sounds good. So I may tell you an exact term. I may leave it open. Um, uh, whatever the case may be, I will be super clear about it in the paperwork. And um, so now I own a property that's worth 320 that I got a $1,600 a month payment on. Um, let's say this property will only rent for 1800. Okay. okay. Uh, it's not really a rental. I, I mean, I could make it one, but it, I'm not getting much cash flow. Right. Uh, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense for me to stay in the middle. And, um, uh, when I say stay in the middle, that would mean that I buy it and then I either rent it rent to own it or sell it on terms and I'm collecting the difference between what I'm paying the seller in this case paying the seller's bank and receiving from my buyer or tenant buyer yeah there's just not enough money in it yeah so if that's the case then I probably knew that up front that that would not be my exit strategy in which case I now believe that I'm going to wholesale this and um, so I probably would say, I'm not going to take it subject to, we're going to take it contract for deed, or we're going to uh, do an all inclusive, whatever yeah. I prefer at that point, by the way, do you think that's going to be an issue, um, with the seller, whatever no. I propose? No, it's not. Um, I, I've just got to not talk so much and try to educate them. Um, look, we're, we're going to do this. This right. is what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what the goal would be then would be, I'm just going to go find my owner occupant. 
and I'm going to try to do it before I even close because um, I don't want to close. And I, you know, I, I can take anywhere from five grand to thirty-five thousand um, dollars. And why wouldn't someone, if the property is in good condition, um, if they've got that kind of money, they could get into this property. Remember, lending could be tight anyway. We talked about Chase Bank wanting 20% down. Now you can get in with 10% down. You've got a reasonable to good payment and you've got it for longer term. Do you think that yeah. you might be able to find a buyer for this yeah. property? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in a good mark. I mean, in a good area, right? Yep. Okay, so let's look at one other scenario and then we'll wrap this up. Um, so let, let's say this property needs like 10, 15 grand in work, right? Um, maybe it needs the carpets um, clean. Maybe it needs some touch-up paint. Um, you know, it could use a little updating. Maybe one of the baths needs, you know, we, we got to do some work to one of the bathrooms, something like that, okay? But let's say that now the payment is $1,400 PITI. And let's say that it could rent for $2,000 a month, okay? Okay. So we're just changing a couple variables here. Um, we got a little better payment and the rent, the, the potential rent is higher. Now we might want to consider being in the middle. And when I say being in the middle, so now I would take the property subject to the mortgage because I'm going to be the one in control of it. Okay. That is by far and away the easiest way of doing this. I'm just taking over existing debt, right? Right. No money down. I'm taking over existing debt. And now I'm going to, what, what if I just rented it? Okay. Uh, I just picked up a rental for $0 and, you know, closing costs out of my pocket. Um, by the way, if you've never done that, uh, that's a super cool feeling when you just go buy a property for no money. Um, uh, you just basically got a free house and, um, on a property that you can make five, $600 a month cash flow on, um, pretty good. Look at your return on your cash on cash return. Pretty damn good. Yeah. It's infinite. Um, if you don't put anything down. Okay. I don't love renting properties, but you certainly could here. Um, you yeah. can hold long-term for the appreciation. Um, you could get the depreciation. Um, there's a, a number of reasons why you might consider it. Um, another alternative would be a lease to own. Um, I like this better than the straight rental. Um, I'll probably get an option deposit. And my option deposit on something like this would probably be seven to 10 grand, something like that. And I can put this out, you know, I can give them as long as I want. It could be a two year, three year, five year, 10 year term, um, whatever it is that you prefer. The reason that I like the, the lease option is we can set a price in the future where we can base it upon, you know, potential appreciation. Yep. Um, we can assign all of the maintenance and repairs to our buyer. So we don't need property management. We're not going to be hassled with any kind of um, uh, maintenance. We potentially can even get a slightly higher rent because of what we're offering. So we have good cash flow. We got some money up front, uh, a lot more than what a security deposit would be. And 
Um, so we got paid once up front. We're making our cash flow each month and we'll get paid a third time somewhere down the road because um, the loan that we've got is paying down. Um, this loan is not, it's not a loan. It's a rent. It's yeah. not paying down at all. Yeah. Um, if they don't buy, I probably don't care. Um, nope. you know, uh, if they do buy, I might care. So if you don't want them to buy, either don't set it up this way or don't help them in any way while they're in the property. And um, you'd be surprised. Most of them will not buy unless you help them. Um, and, uh, my experience, even though I haven't done one of these lately, uh, would be 60 to 75% um, uh, will not buy if you don't help them. Um, make sure that you do a credit check before you put someone in there like that, though. Okay, yeah. And then the third way would be is, all right, I've taken it subject to you, and now I'm going to sell it on terms. And I would recommend that you sell it as a contract for deed or a land contract. Because you're on title when you take it subject to. When yep. you were selling on a land contract or contract for deed, you remain on title. So the buyer does not get title to the property. It's held in escrow until they pay you off in full. So now I'm going out and I'm going to sell it for, let's say, $345. Um, and why? Because I'm giving someone an easy way to get into this deal. Um, we thought that it was in pretty good shape. Maybe we had to go put in, you know, seven, eight thousand dollars in work. But now we're getting thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars down payment. We're making hopefully, you know, four, five, six hundred dollars a month cash flow. Uh -huh. And um, and then we have a third payday somewhere down the road. We may or may not give a balloon. We don't have a term on our loan. So we can decide, hey, is there a time that I want to get paid out on this? Or do I make it, you know, 10 years, 20 years, you know, uh, the life of the loan, whatever. Um, lots of flexibility. But can you see, I mean, you make a lot more money than the $15,000 in equity that, you know, this property is showing right now. Yeah, for sure. These you will see quite a bit of, and these will potentially make you rich on properties that have little to no equity. Yep. Great. I love it. I love that. And those are your favorite. I mean, staying in the middle is your favorite kind of deals, right, Jeff? Um, it, it depends. Um, I don't, I certainly don't mind it. It's passive income. I, and I've done it a number of different ways. So um, I've done it as a straight rental, my least favorite. Um, I've done it as a lease option. Uh, I've been okay with those. Um, I do it with, um, owner financing. I like those, but th there's certain things that you give up, right? So if I'm doing them as owner financing, I'm giving up the potential appreciation. I'm giving up the depreciation. Um, but I'm also never bothered by anything other than, you know, did you make your payment? And I am the bank. So you don't call me for anything other than um, I want to pay you off in full. And uh, I like that part. I like being a note holder. Um, so I'd probably have a mix between being a note holder and lease option. 
Um, and lease option, you got to know that, yes, you still get all the benefits because you're still the owner, but they could exercise their option, right? Uh, they, they could buy the property, in which case you no longer have it anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, the only way that you really guarantee that you maintain the property is if you straight rent it. And I'm not big on that. Now, I, I've had my share of rentals and... Um, uh, I, to me, they're too much of a headache for me. Um, and, you know, if you were making, you know, in that first scenario, let's say that you decided to just keep it, but you're making $200 a month cash flow, one issue. And, you know, not only have I lost my cash flow for the year, um, you know, if I have to replace a roof, I might have lost my cash flow for multiple years. Right. Yep. So I don't love that one. Um, but all of them work, you know, and it'll, it'll depend on, you know, your business model, what you feel most comfortable with. And sometimes you may want to do one strategy. Sometimes you may want to do another, um, you know, uh, I'll tell you one of the, the things that would come into play is how old is this loan? How many years has it been paid on? If it's been paid on like 15 years, um, you know, I might want to hold on to it because, I'm getting a lot of equity pay down and right. principal pay down. Yeah. And, um, you know, if it's three years in, which is more than likely, right. Because, yeah. the, um, uh, we're dealing with a no equity situation. Um, right. uh, now I don't know if I care because most of it's going toward interest and, um, you know, uh, I, I'll tell you another scenario would be is, maybe rent it or rent to own it for a year and then convert it to um, some kind of financing. Now you get the, the capital gains, um, long-term capital gains treatment. So you get a tax break on it and now you can move from, you know, so maybe you get someone that comes with a lease option, but they've got more money to put down and you just tell them, look, uh, at, at, at one year, one day, we will convert this to, contract for deed or land contract and now you'll be the owner and yeah. but you still got to come with thirty thousand dollars down and you know if you decide that this isn't the house for you then you've got a year to decide on that yeah that's a great idea actually to yeah. avoid that capital gains yep because then i mean what's what's long-term capital gains like i i know it depends on your income but i think it's right around 15 percent so yeah yeah so <laughs> I mean, you could go from, you know, being taxed at 25%, 30% to 15% on your gains on that. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. I the, love that. The, the flexibility that you have on a deal where literally there's no equity, I mean, very little um, is, and, and uh, trust me, I'm not competing with you and a whole bunch of other investors like, Hey, I'll give you two grand down payment. I'll give you five. I'll give you, I'll pay three ten for this prop. Uh, -uh. you know, um, it's me or nothing basically. And, right. um, you know, uh, I've even had people, I've had sellers pay me to take the deal. Like they may be too tight. And in our next example, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but um, I've had people pay me in a lump sum at closing and I've had people pay monthly and, um, yep, if that's what's needed and that's their only out, the sellers will consider it. Um, right. 
uh, it's better than losing their house to foreclosure, ruining their credit, um, and having the IRS come after them. Right. Yep. Well, we'll wrap it up right there then, Jeff. That's a good closing point. Um, guys, if you've liked this, please, if you like this content, please, please, please go and hit the like button, um, or subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I know it helps with the algorithm and, uh, you know, getting our podcasts out in front of more people who are searching for the same kind of content. Um, so like, and subscribe, please. And then, uh, Again, if you want to reach us on our hotline, that's 877-409-8090. Okay, guys, until next time, go out there and create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.